Hi, I'm Sarah Lee, and joining me is my co-host, Juliana. And welcome back to Murder Psyche Podcast, if you've been here before, or welcome to Murder Psyche Podcast, if you're new. We are a podcast that dives into old and new cases and tries to figure out why the killers did it. We are here for you every week with a new case. And if you would like to recommend any cases, you can check out our Instagram at Murder Psyche Pod, Twitter at Murder Psyche Podcast, or our YouTube channel, Murder and Psyche Podcast. Warning, there are mentions of suicide in this episode. Viewer discretion is advised. Now let's get into the episode. Let's start off with Marshall Applewhite Jr., so, Marshall was born on May 17, 1939, in Spur, Texas. He lived with his mother, Louise, his father, Marshall Applewhite Sr., who was a Presbyterian minister, and his sister. Marshall's home life was described as religious, loving, and nomadic. Every few years, Marshall and his family would move into a new community to spread the word of Presbyterianism and help build churches okay can i just say that the last name Applewhite, like it looks like someone just dropped an apple on the floor i was like Applewhite, and that was their last name <laughs> what that was not a good analogy but you know what i mean like it's i wouldn't mind having the last name Applewhite. why Applewhite? why the why to the apple or at least i wouldn't be called a triangle anymore <laughs> bermuda <laughs> um i don't know i kind of like the mysteriousness of the triangle better than Applewhite. <laughs> I'm supporting her. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Anyways, one man named Floyd Chapman met Marshall in Corpus Christi, mentioned that the Applewhite family built the Parkway Presbyterian Church. I actually wonder if it's still up. I will find out right now. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) And how Marshall Sr. was the head priest there for a year. In 1948, Marshall graduated from Corpus Christi High School. He wanted to follow in his father's footsteps, so he enrolled in Austin College as a philosophy major. Is it still up? Yeah. Oh my god. It's still a thing. So if you like to get into the Presbyterian... This isn't a sponsor, but if you would like to join their Sunday worship at 11 a.m., they are there. They also have this phone number, which I'm not going to say for legal reasons. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> 1952, Marshall graduated from Austin College and enrolled at the Union Theological Seminary of Virginia in Richmond to take a three-year course of studies that was to end with him being ordained by a Presbyterian minister. Later this same year, he married a woman named Anne Pierce, and they had two children together. However, Marshall soon dropped out to pursue music and moved to Gastonia, North Carolina. Interesting. Very interesting. To become the director of music at the First Presbyterian Church. Churchgoers would say that Marshall was a very charismatic man with a beautiful voice. In 1954, Marshall was drafted and sent to Salzburg, Austria. I think I'm saying Austria? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Along with his family in Austria, he was an instructor in the Army Signal Corps. (laughs) Marshall was honorably discharged and moved to White Sands, New Mexico. During this time, Marshall and his family would continue to move around. In 1968, Anne and Marshall divorced, with Anne taking the children. 
Also during this time, rumors were circulating about Marshall's about Marshall questioning his sexuality because he was allegedly fired for being in a relationship with a male student. That one was sort of difficult. Some said he was in a relationship. Others said he was just having sex. I think there were accusations of it, but they just knew there was some sexual level to the relationship. And this is in the 50s. Being gay yeah, is bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> That's not good. Anyways, while he was worked as a music professor in Houston... In 1972, Marshall ended up in a hospital and somehow met Bonnie Nettles. Mm. Now, let me tell you a little about who Bonnie is. Not much is said about her background or how she grew up. All I know is that Bonnie was born on August 29th, 1927 in Houston, Texas. She grew up in a Baptist household with her mother, father, and I believe two sisters in 1948. Bonnie graduated as a nurse from the Herman Hospital of Professional Nursing. The next year, she married Joseph Nettles, and they had four children together. In 1972, Bonnie started studying astrology and the paranormal and started seeing mediums on a weekly basis. Allegedly, Bonnie was constantly in contact with a late 19th century monk called Brother Francis. The mediums told Bonnie that she would meet a man who would change her life and provided a description of the man. Later this year, she met Marshall. Okay, so I know these two are become like partners and shit or whatever, but it's really weird they're like opposite backgrounds. Like she's, well not opposite, but she's like into mediums and astrology and like the paranormal. And then on the other hand, um, he's into he's in the church he's he's writing music for the church he's very involved in the church Mm -hmm. so combo 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 weird their stories on how they met are different according to marshall he went to the hospital to visit a friend and felt an instant spiritual connection towards bonnie however bonnie said marshall ended up in the hospital because he had a severe heart troubles and survived bonnie thought that meant God saved him for a purpose. Wait, is Bonnie religious? They're both religious. Well, she grew up in a Baptist household, but she also believes in mediums and mediums and like ghosts and aliens and that sort of stuff. Okay, that's interesting to know. That is very interesting. Either way, they met in a hospital. Bonnie and Marshall started sharing their religious beliefs. Bonnie had an abiding interest in astrology while marshall believed in gnostic and mystic texts the two of them believe they were the two from the book of revelations for those who don't know the book of revelation is the final book in the new testament of the christian bible from what i was able to understand it's about a seven-year apocalypse caused by the corruption in churches and god tests his followers to see if they'll remain loyal in terms of in times of turmoil by the end of the apocalypse, Jesus said to come to earth and rebuild it with his followers by his side, while the non-believers and Satan are thrown into the pool of fire. The two refers to the two witnesses who Apostle John saw as a vision, believed to be the two tormented prophets who were killed for the gift, then resurrected by God and brought to heaven moments before an earthquake destroyed the town. Soon after meeting John, 
Bonnie divorced Joseph and left him with the kids to cro- travel across the country with Marshall. They started calling themselves Bo and Peep and later went by Doe and T. So Bonnie was Bo and Marshall was Peep. And then Doe was Bonnie and T was Marshall. You yeah. get the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since they believed they were so mighty, they believed that the, quote, earthly laws and quote didn't apply to them in 1974 bonnie and marshall were arrested for credit card fraud and rental car theft what a convenient earthly law to break yes the credit card frauds charges were dropped but marshall spent six months in jail for the rental car theft in jail bonnie would visit marshall often to discuss and refine their new religion They believe they came from the, quote, level above human, end quote, a physical and literal version of heaven, but in outer space. Which is kind of mixing very vastly different concepts together. Yeah. And were sent to help others reach this next level. Once out of jail, they started spreading the word of human individual metamorphosis so this is what their cult was originally called him in 1975 bonnie and marshall had a conference in oregon with about 200 people in attendance marshall told the crowd that he was quote the second coming of jesus end quote and how a ufo would be arriving in a few months to take away its loyal members to the next level They spread the message about how the human body was just a vehicle and that ascended from this world. People had to separate from all that was human in themselves, including their earthly needs and desires. Okay, just to note, that isn't such a foreign concept. Like, religion does teach you to um, not focus on your earthly needs. Mm -hmm. So, like, for people who are already religious, this isn't that foreign to think about that. No, but this is, like, everything that is human, you get rid of. Which is, I guess, a more extreme version? Yeah, it's a more extreme version of common uh, concepts taught in church. Mm -hmm. They believe that a UFO would soon take them back to the next level after completing their mission. Many people thought they were loonies, which is insane in general but they were able to recruit about 20 people from this all the members were made to leave behind their families and conventional lives to leave in extreme poverty michael Comiers, i think that's how you say his name an early recruit said the appeal of him's message was in how they were quote talking to my christian heritage but in a modern updated way i wouldn't say modern i would say radical well, to them, it was like, it's Christian, but with aliens. So I guess, I guess they could see that as a modern them. way. Well, because we're looking at the lifestyle shift or whatever. And we've looking, seen the whole story, yeah, so we I, see radical. Yeah, but we're also, we're looking at like, oh, they just like left their families and went into extreme poverty. And they're like, I'm going to this new way of life. And it's just. A UFO is going to come pick me up in a few months, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Their teachings can be easily explained as Christianity mixed with science fiction. So if you ever wanted to believe in God while also watching Star Trek, <laughs> this is the religion for you. <laughs> for example, Heaven's Gate taught that Mary was impregnated by taken up in a spacecraft. This is one of their teachings. Huh? So Mary the Virgin was taken up and probed. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean... Okay. It's in their religion, so they can believe that if they would like. Yeah, I know, but I just, I just had to take a moment. <laughs> okay. okay. Soon after, okay. the cold moved to Colorado because there they believed that's where the UFO would pick them up. The cult faced much public scrutiny, so Marshall and Bonnie would keep a low profile while the missionaries went out and spread the word and faced most of the backlash at their peak there were 200 members a part of the cult life in heaven's gate was very strict and demanding new recruits had to do the master cleanse which is a mixture of lemonade cayenne pepper and maple syrup huh? and they had to do that for three months so that was Would the it? only thing you could consume when you joined the cult for cayenne pepper cayenne pepper huh so lemonade, cayenne pepper. So like lemonade, sugary, pepper, at least it's a vegetable, okay? Um, maple syrup. <laughs> and you have to do this for three months. You couldn't consume anything else but this for okay. three months. Okay. okay. Just so that you could, your body could detox. <laughs> okay, the frame. It's, I... Uh. <laughs> just thinking about cayenne pepper mm -hmm. they had to leave behind their families money and take on a new identity so they can no longer go by their old names all members had to wear baggy clothes and short hair to mask their sexuality gender and had to have the same diet sex drinking and smoking were strictly forbidden some men even went as far as to castrate themselves to rid themselves of the temptations and to get on Marshall's good side. Huh? So like if they felt that they were too tempted to have sex, then they would just surgically castrate themselves. Marshall was also also castrated. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. Yes. No relationships of any kind were allowed, so no friendships, no marriages, no dating, no hookups. Strictly yourself and just yourself. <laughs> Lying and breaking the rules were considered major offenses and no talking about Heaven's Gate to outsiders. Once they reached their peak, Bonnie and Marshall started to test their members to only keep their most loyal members. So this was like, you were able to leave the cult. You could give them that. Yeah. You could leave if you wanted to, but most of them didn't. <laughs> no. Originally, these tests would just be staying outside all night to await the arrival of the mothership. And once it was morning, Bonnie and Marshall would announce that it was just a test. In the cult, Bonnie and Marshall were seen as equals. Bonnie was the brains while Marshall was the talker. By the early 80s, the cult started renting out homes. At these homes, they would black out the windows so outsiders couldn't look inside and see what the cult was doing. In 1983, a doctor diagnosed 
Bonnie with cancer and had to remove one of her eyes because of the cancer and told Bonnie that she didn't have much time left. However, Bonnie believed that she was immortal and the doctor was just ignorant, which is kind of ironic because she was a nurse. (laughs) On June 19th, 1985, Bonnie passed due to the cancer. Bonnie's passing sent Marshall into a downward spiral. Marshall told the cult members that Bonnie had left her body and returned to her home among, quote, the evolutionary level above human, end quote, also known as Tella, where she would continue to help them. This changed their main message that the human bodies were merely vessels, vehicles that were carrying their souls on their journey and could be abandoned at any time so like so this is where it starts to get dark and shifts like yeah they're just bodies we don't really need them well before it was like you need it your soul leaves once the mothership beams you up yeah and this one is like you can just end it at any time and it's, and it's fine. fine yeah i'm genuinely curious about like then the other i'm assuming there probably was a death or two before bonnie so how would they describe that i don't know i think uh, a lot of like cult members like they're kind of brain dead and they just kind of go with what the leaders say and when because cults don't tend to be destructive until the leaders make them destructive so the deaths of like previous people may have not mattered that much to marshall they probably excused it as like uh, they weren't a true or yeah being. or anything like that but like even though like relationships and attachments are like forbidden in this cult like marshall was obviously attached to bonnie mm-hmm. so like when she passed it snapped something in his brain and he just told them that and they just followed him because mm-hmm. they're obviously grieving about bonnie as well yeah and they want that closure well, yeah Membership in the cult started declining until the 19, early 1990s when the cult rebranded as Total Overcomers Anonymous. They started pulling out ads in the newspaper and on the internet would spread their message and get new members. They also created a successful web design company called Higher Source as a way to make money. With the money from their successful business, they rented out a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California, so in San Diego. Mm-hmm. In 1995, the cult be- became aware of the Hale-Bopp comet and believed it was actually the mothership and Bonnie was on it to help them out. Mm. On March 21st, 1997, they ate a last supper of sorts at a restaurant they all ordered the same thing salads turkey pot pies cheesecake with blueberries and iced tea on march 26 1997 39 bodies were found in the mansion in a mass suicide situation all the members were found laying in their bunk beds wearing black track suits with black nike sneakers and a purple blanket covering them they also had an arm patch saying, quote, Heaven's Gate away team, end quote. Next to them was their IDs and whatever remaining cash they had. It's believed that in groups of 15 in the span of three days, the members were given either chocolate pudding or applesauce 
laced with barbiturates and chased it down with vodka, laid down in their bunk beds, tied plastic bags over their head, and laid the purple blankets over themselves. The mass suicide was talked about everywhere and was considered the worst mass suicide since the Jonestown Massacre, which that was a mass murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. It's more of a... It, it turned really dark because, to be honest, there's a lot of cults. Like, a lot. And they're yeah. more just... Re- uh, defined as like just just all people having similar ideologies mm-hmm. and because they have these similar I- ideologies and looking at it the same it's it's what they believe they specifically in this one they devote religious veneration and devotion towards a figure or object and in this case it was like the ideology of like a mixture of alien type UFO mm-hmm. with with Christianity I guess and they use these ideologies typically in cults to transcend the finality of life because that's what I think this cult was scared of is like death Mm -hmm. because they're trying to transcend death by saying there's something after this and we know this because when we do this this will happen and we'll be okay Mm -hmm. I mean um, specifically within this cult um, they people who believe in like in some degree of like a mixture of aliens and christianity might find this a more accepting community of their beliefs because like if i started talking about it i was like oh yeah aliens and jesus you might be like huh you know and and maybe these people do believe it but they get negative reactions from their community and so going to this cult validates their beliefs to some degree recruitment is typically they promise the best up front. It's like a sales pitch. Anyway. Well, yeah. And then being part of this cult, you get offered to the next level. Typically, the way that they target people. And in the Heaven's Gate, Bonnie was the mastermind. I have a feeling she made up a lot of the stuff that the cult followed or um, practiced. And then um, John did a lot of the... He was a salesman. He's a sales. He's a very chas- uh, charismatic salesman. So he... Did a lot of the recruitment probably except when they were in hiding for a bit but um so it's about picking vulnerable people and the right people mm-hmm. and love bombing them which is a concept of like when they first enter the cult you're very like loving of them accepting of them you give them food you give them you promise them all this stuff like very gracious yes whereas like before isolating them was isolating was the biggest part because that's that's the thing in the cult where it's like taking them away from their family like that's most important because you can't convince someone completely of something unless they have no other perspective or resources to back up well these people were also very smart too so it was like um you were like how could they be this dumb yeah no actually being part of a cult or even like situations like this um intelligence doesn't have an influence on it mm-hmm. like it it doesn't actually matter like there are many cults and participants of cults and cult members that are highly intelligent and very educated very educated <laughs> the microphone's making me yeah um and they're still part of cults even if it is um a destructive cult like this one so intelligence really doesn't have a lot to do with it but basically the consequences of being in these cults is great even former members like coming out of it they have to seek therapy 
but they're they they are more susceptible to depression, um, guilt, fear, paranoia. They have slow speech for some reason, because mm-hmm. I guess the it changes their pathology a bit, where they're more of a follower than they mm-hmm. are a leader, and they tend to just listen more instead of talk. They tend to be indifferent to physical appearance, which is interesting, because they don't. It doesn't matter as much to them in a social situation. Well, they all looked generally the same. They all wore the yeah. same baggy clothes and the same haircut. Mm-hmm. And with Colts. Um, Typically, the leader, which is two leaders in this case, um, mm-hmm. they m- manipulate people consciously um, through systematic social influences. So they, by isolating them, they can put them in control- controlled situations where they can influence them socially, mm. which is very, it's actually not as hard to do as you would think. Because putting pe- people, putting your... Uh, new members in a room with all people who think the same way as you do and like giving them social situations and like introducing them to concepts and only having this one uniform perspective it's very easily easy to be influenced to have to believe the ideas to some degree yeah that makes any sense and especially if you're not talking or watching the news or like have your family there to be like huh like you know or just some other influence in your life that is like that is so stupid don't do that yeah and individualism is not encouraged it's it's about you making um your identity invalid like not invalid but just like not important so like when you talk to people it's not about sharing your opinion it's about having the same opinion yeah um so that's a lot of what people struggle with when they get out of cults and, and in this case, especially with Heaven Gates, especially when they like isolated themselves and lived in the country or building, getting in homes and blacking out windows and stuff, it's an us versus them mentality against people who don't follow what they believe. They're like, you can't be associated with them because we only know, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And a lot of them, specifically, I don't know if they did this, but it's very common in cults where they do phobia and doc indoctrination which is basically saying like playing on people's irrational fears to make them more likely to believe in what you're preaching oh okay so like if you for some reason which is this is just like a weird example but like you were like terrified of spiders or something Uh they would use that and like somehow apply it to what they believe to make you more likely to believe oh i'm safe against spiders yeah now that i now that i'm in this cult they can't <laughs> which is okay I, I know i talked about earlier like there's so many cults or whatever mm-hmm. um al-qaeda is considered a cult yeah it's it's considered a destructive cult because it's like it's weird to think about it way because they are also a terrorist group but they they, 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 they are considered <laughs> they are considered uh i love how you're still holding <laughs> they're just for the effect of it <laughs> they're considered a terrorist group but they're very much so a cult as they like brainwash especially at young ages it's easily easy to do and stuff mm-hmm. into this ideology that they have to kill people or they have to commit terrorist actions in order to belong in this group or achieve what they're giving if that makes any sense um and cults okay typically cults are always looked in a negative light and in there's a good reason for that like mass massacre mass genocide like or even a mass suicide like it's it's just a very negative situation and it doesn't seem like there's anyone who's in part of that is anything but psychotic Mm -hmm. but a lot of a lot of 
studies are like, it's a lot more complicated than that. It's a lot of, some people choose to become members of cults because they're escaping something a lot worse in their life. Yeah. Especially in situations like younger kids are more likely to join cults just because they may have more issues escaping other like home lives, abusive home lives. And sometimes it's easier to be a part of a cult where they have a home for you that's much better than your abusive home life. Yeah. Or you're, you're running from drugs. Maybe you've gotten involved with drugs and it's just easier to hide out in this cult and be a part of the accepting community that you feel like is family than... Yeah. Yeah. And it's or just, just running away from any sort of temptations in the world. And temptations, yeah. Um, but this is more likely... More, more cults... The reason people jo join cults is not more of like... They completely believe in the cult, but more of like their the cult solves some of their spiritual, economic, and like social issues that they have, mm -hmm. and so they feel like sacrifice. What they're sacrificing to join the cult is less, not as bad as what they're running away from. Yeah, as what is being solved with them joining the cult. Even if more problems occur, arise. arise from being in the cult, they feel like the problem that the cult is solving is more important than the problems that arise when they're in the cult. And so that's that's a lot of what um, psychologists are studying right now. It's just like, it's not it's not a matter of intelligence. It's not a matter of like, you're a psychopath if you join a cult. It's just, it's it's more of, an, it's more of a, a regular decision than you think. Like you, people who join cults think about stuff the same way we make a decision every morning. Like really freaky to me, but like, well, yeah, to us it seems odd because we're not actually in a cult. Yeah, but well, we're in a cult, but we're not in Our a friend cult. group is called a cult. But we're not a cult. We're not in a cult. We don't even have guidelines. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, anyways, but basically the takeaway from this is that it's... People will believe in whatever if they feel like they have a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um and solving some of those issues. And even though it does have really bad results or whatever and can result in being very destructive, um, some cults aren't this destructive and it's just about being accepted in a social circle. That's mm. really weird to think about. And the manipulative leaders, like honestly, no, no one likes them. Well, I can understand wanting to be accepted in a social circle. I think anyone wants to any regular human being i think it's just it's elevated a little bit when it comes to a cult well it's it'd be different if because it's not just the members being like we have this vulnerability or this insecurity it's the leaders feeding off of humanistic desires like being accepted or running away from something that's scary to them or or it's the cult leaders being manipulative like the cult leaders are really the the worst the, yeah the worst people in the situation they are the ones that make it destructive if the leader doesn't want it to be destructive it's not yeah because originally they didn't want suicide was something they were against yes and then once bonnie died they were like well you can leave your vehicle yeah so it's 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 more about the leaders um the psyche the psyche of the leaders is really messed up and um in this case it's hard to psychologically analyze bonnie and john because they seem like very marshall you mean Marshall, <laughs> there you I go. had a brain fart. I need to look at the thing. Um, yeah, it was Bonnie and Marshall. Bonnie and Marshall, or whatever. It's because I did look at their psyche a little bit, but they they are very 
normal people for this time, being a part of the church, having families, like moving around a little bit, because that's just how your financial situation works. Like, or just to spread the word of spreading the word of God. Like that's that's something very normal for that time and even this time now. So it's really hard to to say like what set them off or what connected them initially, but the point is just like the leaders of the cult because he went psychotic it made everyone suffer mm-hmm. for it because um what he goes says or what what he says goes yeah there okay, you go okay i know words <laughs> okay that is all that is all that is all if you would like to check out anything we discussed today please check out our instagram and twitter over there will be our sources photos and additional material have a lovely rest of your day stay safe and we will see you next time Bye. <laughs>